0: that our human proclivity in moments of struggle is to get cast down. They begin to weep, the Bible said, until there was no more power to weep. That's a lot of crying going on. And then the Bible said that they spake of stoning David. Because that's our human proclivity. When things go wrong, the first person to get blamed is going to be the leader. And the Bible said that David, he understood what time it was when the going got tough. David, the Bible said, began to pray, and he got on his knees. And when he began to talk to God, oh, I'm glad I serve a God. That's not going to leave me in the mud. That's not going to leave me in a hole. That's not going to leave me depressed. That's not going to leave me anxious. But as he began to pray, the Bible says that God spoke to David. And he said, David, the first thing I want you to do is get up. I want you to go and pursue the Amalekite. Why? Because you're going to recover her. All somebody had to do was occupy what belonged to you. And after a certain amount of time, if you never contested them, if you never opposed them, uh, what was once yours automatically became theirs. And so you got to be careful not to let the enemy sit on your stuff too long. You got to reach a point where you let the enemy know... uh, Long enough. It belongs to me and I'm serving an eviction notice. You can go by choice or the Bible says that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Devil, you better get out before I take you out some radical people to go ahead tonight. One more time, lift your voice and shout with the voice of triumph. Hallelujah. devil, it's time for you to leave. Anybody got the victory tonight? If you don't have the victory right now, how many of you are determined to have it before you leave tonight? I have about eight people on the way to your seat. Tell them I got victory. I got it. I got victory, and victory's got me. Turn and tell your other neighbor, my name is Victory. It's nice to meet you. You're looking at victory tonight. You're looking at a breakthrough tonight. You're looking at a miracle tonight. You're looking at an overcomer tonight. I know they've been singing that new song. If you want to know what heaven looks like, looking like me and you. I want to change the words a little bit tonight. Just say, if you want to know what victory looks like, it's looking like me and you. I wish you'd find somebody to agree with you tonight. Tell them. If you want to know what victory looks like, looking like me. Anybody believe it tonight? Come on, do you believe it tonight? Clap your hands one more time as you're seated in this place. Woo! Feels good in the house of the Lord. We want to take a brief opportunity tonight to say a great big welcome again to all of our guests that are here in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, would you help me take a moment and give a standing ovation? Come on, let's stand up and put our hands together. Let all of our guests know. What a privilege and an honor it is to have them in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. We're so excited that you decided to join us right here at the Rock Church on Tuesday night. God is up to some amazing things in this house. Was anybody blessed by Friends and Family Day on Sunday? Was anybody blessed by the ministry of Bishop Holmes in the house? And when the Holy Ghost finished around here on Sunday morning we baptized Miskima in Jesus name for the remission of her sins she came out of the water speaking in tongues as God filled her with the Holy Ghost somebody help me give God a praise for that tonight Then we baptize Nathalie in Jesus' name uh, for the remission of her sins. Uh, She came out of the water speaking in tongues uh, as she received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Sunday morning we baptize Stephen in Jesus' name. Uh, He received the gift of the Holy Ghost. result of lifestyle evangelism he's surrounded by apostolics at work he, 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 he was he was doomed to success finally he said finally he said oh my goodness he says she started talking to me he said she finally convinced me I had to be there and so he came a couple of weeks ago on a Sunday, uh, and said, "My goodness, I can't believe what's going on here." Uh, and within a short amount of time, uh, God rescued him. God gave him the truth. Uh, how many of you know God wants to use you tonight? Whoa. Keep on preaching, Sister Thailand. They're coming. Amen. Amen. Stand with me if you would all over this house as we prepare for the entrance of God's word into this place. I, I want to say something very briefly tonight uh, by way of clarification. Uh, on Sunday uh, during the service, some of you may remember that as I was introducing Bishop Holmes, I used some terminology that I want I want to make sure there's no confusion. And I mentioned that uh, he had. Uh, adopted me as as one of his sons and uh, that's 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 his words that's his verbiage and and I said that if he's going to adopt me as a son then I then I'm, I'm adopting him as a father how many of you remember me saying that I want to make sure that you understand the context of my 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 comment because uh, I am not switching pastors <laughs> I am not switching men of God in my life. Matter of fact, I couldn't do it if I wanted to because that's God's business. That's not my business. And so my pastor is still my pastor. My bishop is Bishop Paul Elder. That's my pastor. That's my man of God. And and if you want Bible for for what I said, display for me very quickly, if you would, Media Team, uh, 1 Timothy chapter 5. In verse number one, 1 Timothy chapter 5, and verse number one says, to rebuke not an elder. And then it goes on to say the very next statement, but entreat him as a father. The New King James says to exhort him as a father. Other places in scripture say to give honor to whom honor is due and double honor. So me acknowledging and reverence and honoring Bishop Holmes as a father-like figure in my life is not me stating that I'm switching men of God or pastors. And did everybody understand that tonight? I knew you would. I just wanted to make sure we're on the same page. How many of you thank God for everything he's doing in this house? Amen. One of the things that I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful for in this house is all of the incredible ministry that God has placed here and that God has raised here. And uh, men and women both who are powerfully anointed to deliver the word of the Lord, to feed God's people, and to act as a mouthpiece to God's people. And uh, one of those people that I thank God for tonight is Brother David Stewart. I'm so, so thankful that God smiled on the Rock Church when he brought Brother and Sister Stewart and their precious family to Fort Myers. And uh, Brother Stewart, I love you. I have confidence in you. And I'm so grateful that you're here tonight to bring the word of the Lord. How many of you are ready to receive whatever God has for us tonight? Would you put your hands together one more time and give God a great big praise? Come on, help me lift up his name in this house as Brother Stewart comes to deliver the word of the Lord to us tonight. Come on, Brother Stewart.
1: Anybody thankful to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Is anybody aware that what we feel we can oftentimes take for granted? There's such a sweet spirit of the Holy Ghost. Does anybody feel that in the building? Come on, dude. I'm I'm really asking you, do you really feel the presence of the Holy Ghost? God's going to do something great in this house tonight. take just a minute you can be seated I'll be honest with you what God has for me to, to do tonight I, I've never really walked in you'll forgive me if it's not polished I wouldn't even call it a sermon how many people in this house know that the church doesn't just exist we don't, we don't just exist. No matter what biblical prophecy you try to interpret, the church is going somewhere. I said the church, the church of God is going somewhere. Come on, I, I, God didn't raise me out of the clay and pick me up in all my broken pieces just to sit me on a pew to occupy till he can. God has a work for me Come on, does anybody believe that tonight, that I'm not just going to live the rest of my days on a pew, but God's got some business uh, for me to fulfill. God's got a destiny uh, with my name on it. They say that through the turbulence of water that there is a disorientating process that happens. Anybody that's ever been rafting, you've been inside some current before, you feel just how powerful Mother Nature is and the flow of water is so powerful. And there could be a a disorientating effect that takes place that you may not know what's up or what's down or where you're at. Bishop, they tell me, I've researched it. I've been in a few currents. I tend to like it. But they tell me that one of the first things you got to do if you get inside that water is you got to dress for danger. And they tell me that you got to put your life jacket on. I, I believe that I'm in a house tonight where I'm dressed for danger. I, I I said I'm dressed for danger. I don't know what you came to do. I don't know where you've been this week, but I came to defeat the adversary in the name of Jesus. Uh, I came to bind depression uh, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, I came to take dominion uh, with my family. Did anybody come tonight dressed for danger? Come on, did anybody come with an agenda on their mind that said, uh, I've had enough of what the devil's done to me. Uh, I came to take back uh, what he stole. Uh, I'm going to his camp. Tell your neighbor, I'm dressed for danger tonight. I got it on my mind. The Bible talks about that when God gives rain, Psalm 65 and 10 says... God, you drenched the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. If you're not looking for it, you'll miss it. If you're not looking for what God's doing in this house, you'll miss it. The fingerprints of God's divine destiny. It's in every sermon that's preached here. It's not just a dart thrown at a board. It's not just a random selection that that we're going to get from some type of Bible study, some type of reading app. That's not what God does. God has a divine plan. I say that because if you go back and research the last few months what God is doing in this house, it's not random that Bishop has taken great time dissecting the word of God to lead this house into prayer. I, I hate to I hate to hurt you if you think that's random and you think that bishops just trying to give you something to chew on for midweek uh, I'm telling you that God has a miraculous plan uh, for this body for this city and if you're not looking for it come on you'll miss it. it says that he'll drench the ground with rain that scripture came to my mind when we was up here and the Holy Ghost was was moving and saturating people you know what he's doing? Bishop talked about the pathology, whenever it talks about it levels the ridges, let me tell you how pathology has changed in the Holy Ghost in the Holy Ghost God can drench the rain, he can bring Holy Ghost uh, in the things that you thought would never get unwired uh, the the, 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 the distortion uh, of your brain, God can come into uh, a prayer meeting uh, and level the ridges uh, of your mind Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you'll stand with me for the reading of the word. Just flow with me. I don't know what God's going to do, but God's in this house. Anybody believe that tonight? Anybody come with an expectation in their spirit? Come on, is anybody hungry? Come on for the divine move of God. Revelation 22 and 1, the Bible says, And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Acts 2 and 17 and 18. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy, your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit. They shall prophesy. I'm, I'm very aware of the day and time we live in. If you don't believe that God does these things that the book says, I'm sorry. If you don't believe in visions, in dreams, or that God still moves that way, I apologize. But how many people in the house know that God has a master plan Come on. God has a master plan for every person in this building. God's got a master plan for this city. God's got a master plan for this end time revival. Come on, if you believe that, can you pray with me? Come on, where it's appropriate. I I, I felt this in the Holy Ghost. If you would bind together husband and wife, Come on, brother to brother, sister to sister. And I want want us to pray something specific for God to give us revelation. Come on, of what we're supposed to do in this hour. God, I don't want to just be a musician to be a musician. God, I don't want to be a singer just to be a singer. God, but I want to walk in your divine will. God, I want to walk in anointing. Church, if you'd lift your voice. Come on, that spirit here it was moving in the altar. If we could just lift our voice for the next few moments. God, saturate this building with your spirit. You may be seated. January of this year, God started to burden me and convict me to pray a little different than I prayed in the past. And I, I wanted to know if, I'm a, if I can be vulnerable with you, I wanted to know what God's plan was for me. Come on. I, I needed to know. I, I needed God to speak to me. I, I can't I'm not the type of person that that God can just Drop something in my spirit and walk away. But I I need to trouble God. I have to have uh, the mind of God. I need to know, church, uh, that I'm inside the will of God. I don't want to just float uh, along and wonder if I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, But I want to know that God's hand uh, is upon me. I want to know that God's favor rests on me. I want to know that I'm leading my family to heaven. Anybody feel that tonight? I started to be convicted and God was leading me to pray differently. I wanted to know what God was doing. I I wanted to see what God was doing. I wanted to know the roads that God would take me down. I wanted to know what the church was going to go through. I wanted to know what what the battles that the church would face so that I knew what to pray for. In prayer... God showed me a river and if you'll if you'll stick with me tonight that is going to be the main foundation of what I'm talking about There is a river God's spirit the prophetic the will of God God's divine will everything is in the river, Can I, church. I'm telling you, there, there's a there's a river that flows, uh, and it's not just flowing for us to sit on the banks and wonder if God's going to do something with us. Uh, but there is something inside of us that, when the river comes by, when the divine will of God touches us and tells us to move, come on! I, I want to be in the will of God, and I don't want to just spend my years. Come on, I don't want to just sit on a pew and watch this world fade away. But I want God to use me like he's never used me before. I want God to trust me in ways he's never trusted me. I want to be plugged in to the will of God. God showed me a river. And God put it together in pieces. I was praying back in this corner. God showed me a city. It was in Korea. And I saw the same river that he showed me before. I felt such a, a burden in the Holy Ghost. I looked it up and sure enough, if you Google Seoul, Korea, that, that river's there. It's, it's right at the south of the city. About a month or so later, I was praying about our church. And I, I hope you understand this. It's not normal to have God Confirm his word, not just once, twice, four, five, six. God has, God has promised this city a revival. Church, God has a plan. It's not just happenstance that you're placed here, but God's got a mission for Fort Myers. God has a mission for this world to be birthed out of this city. God revealed our church sitting on top of this river and I knew immediately that 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 was indicative that we are in the flow of the will of God I don't know who I'm preaching to you may not like it But God's church has every ethnicity. God's church uh, has every culture. God's church uh, has every creed, every race. Can I tell you that it's not just meant uh, for one brother or one sister. It's not meant for just one country. uh, But we are in the will of God. Uh, We are meant to facilitate uh, worldwide revival. We're in the flow. That may not mean much to you. It's everything to me. Does anybody feel that? Come on, does anybody just desire to be in the pure, divine, perfect will of God? That when God says, this is where you're supposed to walk, I'm walking in dominion. That when God tells me this is where I'm supposed to go, I don't have to guess that I'm in the will of God. We are in the will of God. I want to preach to somebody with the help of the Holy Ghost, the release of revival. The release of revival. I want to tell somebody you're not here by accident tonight. I want to drive a stake in that devil. Psalm 37 and 23 says that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Can I just put this to rest that if you're praying right? Come on. You may not be doing what everything that God showed you you were going to be doing. But if you're not living in sin, if you're praying, if you're walking before God humbly, I'm telling you, you're right in the will of God. You're right where you need to be. The next time the adversary tries to tell you that you're not where you're supposed to be, you need to get in a prayer meeting and let the Holy Ghost saturate you from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. You need your pathology rewired. I'm preaching this right now. Because I hear voices of people in this when I pray, I hear this. They haunt my prayers. I have heard you praying. God, why am I here? You may think I'm pretty and I thought this is oh, it's a handful. You'd be shocked at the people that the devil is speaking this to. God, why am I here, Lord? God, why, why did you bring me all this way? God, I had this life set aside for you. God, I gave you the blueprints of what I was wanting to do. God, I told you what I was willing to do. I'm in somebody's field right now. There's some things that God says, I'm going to try the heart. I'm going to try the reins. I'm going to try you. I'm, I'm going to let you empty yourself out. I'm going to let all that get outside of you and rewire you. Why, God, why do you have me here? God does not. I'll be honest with you. I didn't have this revelation until a couple weeks ago. I knew that God wasn't reckless. God is not just slinging people across the map to be reckless. Uh, okay. Okay. God is not reckless. God is of order. Come on, by the time I'm done preaching tonight, I plan on having every devil killed in this altar that says, God's abusing me. God's mistaking my, my goodness of my heart. And is he abusing my good nature? God just drugged me. God ain't dragging nobody. But I can tell you that God did tell me this. There's a difference in being called somewhere and sent somewhere. Come on, when you prayed for God to use me, God, like you've never used me before. God, I want to be behind the veil. God, I want to know you. God, I want to see the hand of God. God, I want to do greater than the things of my force, Not in a way that I would get the glory, God, uh, but I really want to see uh, the great and magnificence of God, what you have to offer. Not everybody sent. If we're not careful. We could have a spirit that could have jumped on Abraham when God told him to just keep walking. God has a way of getting quiet because our walk is built on faith. Okay. You want it? I'm telling you. I'm preaching to myself. Yeah, God, I want to do everything you've shown me. God, I'll do it if you do it right now. God, I won't question it if you do it. Can I tell somebody in the Holy Ghost that there's got to be something that in the darkest of nights, when the adversaries are coming against your household, that God, I don't know what you have for me to do right now, but I remember what you told me to do. God, I don't know where I'm going, but I know where you sent me. God, I don't know what the will of God is right now, but I know that you keep me. Anybody testify that God still keeps his people? I'm going to need some more help. Does anybody know that God is not reckless? God has a plan for you. God is not just keeping you on a string like a puppet, but you were called for an hour such as this. Steps of a good man. I feel that so strong. You've been petitioning and fleecing God, thinking that God has accidentally misplaced some pieces on the board. I'm going to get to the bottom of it before it's over. Come on, God made a mistake, didn't he? God's a God of chaos, right? God brings fear. I'll just stay in the Bible then. If God told me where to be, if He doesn't speak, and I don't know if He's going to speak again, God, this is where I'm putting my roots at, right here. God, if this is where You choose for me to take my last breath, God, uh, God, I'll die with this breath in my in my lungs. Uh, God, even though I don't see uh, where You're bringing me, God, uh, this is where I'll take my last stand. Hallelujah. I said, the steps of a good man. It's okay to tell the adversary, adversary, I'm living right. (laughs) I've had to tell myself the devil would be Planting thoughts in my mind and shooting darts Just seeing what would stick Uh, Can I tell you that he can't read your mind Uh, All he's doing is shooting random shots And he says uh, That one right there got his attention Uh, That one right there sent him into depression Uh, That one there sent him to the neighbor's house Uh, That one there made him lash out uh, at their brother But can I tell you It's okay to speak to the adversary Come on Take it from a fellow cave dweller Whenever you get in the cave, it's okay to tell the adversary, one foot behind the other, I'm living for God. I'm sanctified. I'm holy. God, I'm weak, but I'm standing. God, I don't have the answers, but I'm anointed. God, I don't see the light, but I feel your presence. God, you may have left me, but God, I know you're carrying me. Does anybody feel that tonight? I'm going somewhere, the steps of a good man. You've been praying for direction, for God to speak. God, I want to know what you have for me. God, you spoke a word to me, and I I was faithful. God, and I I need direction. Is anybody desperate in the house tonight? Come on, is anybody desperate for God to speak to you? Come on, you've been, oh, don't sit there like you ain't been praying. Uh, God, I need an answer. Uh, God, I'm troubling you. God, I need direction uh, for my life. I need uh, a word from God. Uh, I need to know. God, I have to know that I'm in your will. I want to be in the will of God. I'm living right, God. The adversary' is telling me that I'm not doing things right. The adversary' is telling me that if you was living or doing something different, then, then things would happen a little bit quicker for you.. Ooh. I got him by the tail. Come on, I'd have some fruit that I would be able to cultivate because I knew what I was doing. Can I tell somebody in the building uh, that if you just keep sowing, uh, if you just keep showing up, uh, if you just keep that devil under your foot, uh, keep a good spirit. uh, Don't let the spirit of offense uh, get in your heart. Uh, God will reap the fruit. God's telling us something. The release of revival... In prayer, the church is not dead. The church is not dead. I don't care what news organization you choose to follow. I don't care what newspaper you've been reading. And yeah, I know that sin's running rampant. But can I tell you that God will have a church there. Whether you're here, I'm here, or anybody's here. There will be an outpouring. There will be a miraculous release of the flow of God into this earth. I said the church is not dead. God's taking the church somewhere. It's powerful to think about the shifts that if you're not looking for it, you're not, you're not paying attention to what the Holy Ghost is doing. You're just working your job and paying your bills. and And I felt this. I'm not a formal person, so just forgive me. When this thing is done I don't know if we'll have music Brother JJ can come I don't just say stuff I hope you know and see my heart God spoke to me The people that occupy this platform The people that stand in these risers for choir I'm not just saying You have to know me I don't just say this stuff the musicians that sit up here, God knows he can take me off. I want you to hear me tonight. Please don't dismiss me as just Brother Stewart. If you sing up here and you play, God has a mandate. The Rock Church of Fort... I hope you don't take this lightly. You have a mandate and a responsibility, not just to this city, not just to this state, not just to this nation. You need to know that you have a responsibility to usher in the heavenlies. I'm talking about the holy of holies. I'm talking about the Shekinah glory that God's spirit could come in uh, in people that are bound in depression uh, you may think you're just occupying a, a riser and you're just here for another practice uh, for just another run through. I'm telling you God's got an anointing uh, for this body uh, in choir and music. I'm going to say it again because you still don't believe me. I hear it. I sit on that platform and I play. I love to worship God. It's not about being up here. I love to give God praise. I know the power of music that whenever there's evil spirits uh, in the play of an atmosphere in a service uh, that somebody that's hooked up uh, in the Holy Ghost, uh, somebody that wasn't playing in the back uh, on their phone, but they got in a prayer meeting uh, for God to anoint my lips. uh, God, anoint my spirit. uh, God, let the spirit flow through me. I've watched it happen. Certain people get up here and the Holy Ghost just rest on them. Can I tell you that's not fabricated? And the world can try all they want to try and fabricate it. Uh, Let me tell you where that comes from. Uh, It comes from some consecration uh, that says I may not be a preacher. I may not be a missionary. I may not be a prophet. uh, I may not be a teacher. But God, if you gave me a mic uh, to sing, uh, God, I'm going to sing to the best of my capability. I said, God's calling this choir and these musicians up here uh, to another level of consecration. I said, God's calling you to another level uh, of of another level of consecration to whom much is given. uh, Much uh, is uh, required. Come on, God's talking to somebody right now. Come on, I'm not getting into theologies of what everybody else thinks. I'm telling you uh, that God can minister to somebody through the airwaves. Uh, You can be across the planet uh, and you're anointed. Do you believe that God's spirit uh, can move on somebody? Uh, You may never know uh, that they got the Holy Ghost. Uh, You may never know uh, that you broke the chains of depression, Uh, but God used you uh, through your ministry. God help us. God help us in this house uh, to know how we're blessed, uh, to know what's in the palm uh, of our hands. You're not just a soprano. You're not just another singer on a roster you're not just another musician that fills a slot you're a child of the one true living king you're a child of the great warrior jesus that at the mention of his name in his anointing can break the chains that bind people God's telling some of us to stop playing around. I know, I'm I'm just myself, I'm telling you. God is calling some of us. You've been listening to the lie that, oh, I'm first generation. I'll let that second generation person really lead things. What if God gave you an anointing that would surpass fifth and sixth generation people? Would you wear it? Can I tell you that God won't trust just anybody with that? But it takes somebody that says, God, if nobody ever hears me sing, if nobody ever hears a note that I utter from my fingertips, uh, God, I want you to get the glory. Uh, God, I want somehow for this to break the chains uh, that are binding people uh, in this service. You hear this preacher right now, the Rock Church is going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. Come on. I ain't talking about just another secular Christian group. Uh, I'm talking about ones that whenever the music hits the airwaves, uh, it's the prince of the power of the air that gets shoved to the ground uh, and said, hold on a minute. Uh, I don't have the power to overrule this anointing. Uh, Depression has to leave. Uh, Anxiety has to leave. God's calling some people. Come on, he sent countless men to this house to prophesy the fulfillment of God's divine will for this city. Can I tell you that one of the criteria to be in the perfect fulfillment of end time revival is that there is, there is a burden. I'm not talking about a checkbox, that there is a burden to see this world saved. I'm just going to tell you what I know and what I feel. I've seen pastors and preachers, you know what, Bishop, they'll write the check if they have enough money left over or if they lift a special offering, I'm telling you, part of the miraculous for a full-flow revival comes that when the church finally gets the revelation, uh, it's not just about me, it's not just about my tithes, uh, it's not just about what I'm giving, uh, but it's so that we can facilitate uh, something bigger than Fort Myers, uh, something bigger than the United States, uh, so that Haiti uh, can have revival, so that Jamaica can have revival, so that Brazil uh, can have revival, God, give us a bigger vision. God, give us a bigger vision. God, a bigger vision for our businesses. God, a bigger... Bigger vision for our tithes in uh, our offering. Uh, God, give us a bigger vision uh, for the level of conviction that I feel uh, for my brother halfway across the world. Uh, God, that if I can build uh, a church, uh, God, that if I can facilitate uh, a revival uh, across the world, God use me. There is a river that flows there is a river and there's tributaries that come off of this river in this main body of river is the righteousness of God it's the purity God says he trusts his tributaries with a trickle He'll trust trust the tributary. This is the tributary. If you've seen it like I've seen it, God showed me the the United States. And you you may not believe this. But the United States, because we are a blessed people, we don't don't really know how good we have it. I said it would do all of us good to go on a missions trip. Come on, to really know what, what struggle is. Come on, because we had to wait at McDonald's an extra 10 minutes. We done done made the whole line mad and we done told the waitress off. Oh, we're spoiled. Oh, I'm gonna preach it like I feel. Come on we're so easy to anger we're so easy to offense, why? because we never had to want for anything in our life, we got everything on demand, everything's at the touch of our fingers anything that we want we can have in a matter of minutes and like petulant children, when we don't get our way we get angry and now all of a sudden instead of being the light of the city, we're the darkness of the city yeah we need a good old fashioned mission trip for God to check our spirit Revelation 22 and 1 says and he showed me a pure river I'm going somewhere the book of Revelation a pure river of water of life clear as crystal proceeding where? out of the throne of God and of the Lamb Bible students the throne of God as in heaven the Lamb as on earth there's a river That's connecting the heavenlies to the earthly. Okay. All right. Isaiah 66 and 1. Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Come on, I'm preaching tonight the release of revival. You're not just in any church. You just didn't get thrown on a chessboard to try and figure out what you're supposed to do. You're in the middle of a world-changing moment that God is trying to use his people. God's trying to facilitate world-changing revival from the rock church. Come on, if you believe that, you need to clap your hands. Anybody in the house believe that God is using this body to facilitate world-changing revival? Matthew 6 and 10 says, Why does the river matter? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Where? On earth as it is in heaven. Come on, God's got a river of revival that he's trying to bring to this nation and this world. Uh, You didn't just happen to survive just any old moment in time. Uh, God brought you to this moment uh, for this time. uh, For you to be used not to just sit on a pew, uh, but to operate uh, in the gifts uh, that God has given you. Psalm 65 and 9. Thou visitest the earth and waterest it. Thou greatly enrichest it with the river of God which is full of water. Thou preparest them corn when thou hast so provided for it. In verse 9, you take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The river of God has plenty of water and it provides a bountiful harvest of grain for you have ordered it so. I'm going to say it again because half of you missed it. The river of God has plenty of water It provides a bountiful harvest of grain. How many times have we heard that the harvest is great? I'm not just preaching you something that God put in my Bible study. I'm telling you, God's doing something in this earth, in this moment, in this church. Right now, there's a harvest, and it is great. Why? Because he has ordered it so It's not because Bishop said there was going to be one. It's not because a couple of prophets came and said, God himself ordained the harvest. God himself ordered the harvest. Where? In Fort Myers. Verse 10 says, You drenched the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers And bless its abundant crops. Can I just tell you... He's not talking about actual corn and about a harvest of that. God, Bishop preached it. There's shadows in agriculture. Can I tell you, God's trying to tell this church something. I got something for you to do, and it's not on that pew. I've got a city that you need to reach. I've given you a ministry to get your hands dirty with. I've given you anointing to bind every devil in hell. And I brought you to this city for this time. If you remember, again, God brought this in pieces. I preached a message called Disruptive Compassion. You can go back and listen to it. There was a vision God gave me several years ago. I knew I was in Africa, and I was in a house, and there was water. There was a woman in that house and there was water that was flowing outside underneath the door. The house was full of water. I'm about to put scripture behind it, but I want to tell you. God, God is not just yanking us around like puppets. I'm going to say it again. God does not have us here by mistake. You may thought you walked in this church service because somebody invited you because you seen a flyer. I'm telling you that God has a miraculous plan for this church and for this city, and you are a part of it. God says, okay, I got it. He showed me the vision in Africa. There was a house and water was coming through the door, underneath the door. What are you talking about, preacher? Flow of the river. There there is a reason. There is something God is doing right now. If you're not looking for it, you're gonna miss it. You need to be praying God, don't let me get distracted. God, don't let me listen to the voice of the adversary. God, don't let me get offended with my brother. God, don't let me listen to naysayers. Uh, I'm telling you, I've had to cut people out of my life uh, because every time I got on the phone with them, uh, they had something negative to say uh, about what I was doing. Uh, They were sowing seeds of discord. Uh, They were sowing seeds of doubt. Uh, My spirit's too delicate to, to listen to that junk. Come on, God's doing something. So he says, God showed me this church has, this church, the Rock Church of Fort Myers has experienced a level of revival already. God showed me. He gets a shovel and there's a tributary that's flowing. That trickle turned into a little bit of water it turned into a little bit more flow. But God showed me him putting a shovel into the earth and him removing the dirt away for the flow to be increased in this church. Can I tell you that we're under great distress right now? Oh, it's quiet. I knew that would happen. I'm going to tell you what the adversary has been telling you. Bishop don't like me. My husband don't like me. My wife, oh, he's talking. He's accusing everybody. Come on. Why Why would any time the adversary, you start to hear those voices, you should know that God is in the midst woo, of something great. The devil only runs his mouth when he's trying to distract his warriors. The devil only runs his mouth when there's a great work to do. But you got to be like Hezekiah. I'm going to defeat the devil while I'm building the kingdom. I'll go to work and have a prayer meeting. I'll come to Tuesday night church and Thursday night prayer. God, if you want to find me, I'll be building the kingdom with a sword in my hand. Okay, okay. We've experienced revival, but I'm telling you, in the Holy Ghost, revival's coming like we've never seen it before. It started this past Sunday. It started a few weeks ago. It's not just, oh, the the Rock Church is having good church. Uh, The Rock Church is just having a good time. Can I tell you that God orders the increase, uh, that God ordains the harvest? Uh, It's not up to me or you, uh, but it's up to God. Uh, And when God says it's time, it's time. I said, God's bringing revival, the release, so how's it gonna happen? There's an altar here. And I'll be honest, it was great teaching, and I didn't have the full revelation. I, I was obedient, though. I was obedient. That's good. I said, I didn't understand, and I had a little bit of revelation. But when you, when you get obedient, God will trust you with some revelation. Maybe the reason God hadn't spoke to you yet is because you're not submitted. Maybe the reason God ain't spoke to you yet is because you're not being obedient to the word of God. There is something miraculous about from the porch to the altar. God told me the Rock Church is about to go through a season like we've never been through. Of unprecedented prayer. Half of you missed it. I feel that in the Holy Ghost. There, there's about to be a shift in our prayer. Come on, I'm calling on the intercessors. Come on, you know who you are. Don't sit there like you don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, When God wakes you up in the middle of the night uh, and all you know how to do is pray in the Holy Ghost. uh, When you start feeling depression uh, and you said, you know what, Uh, that's God telling me to pray for my sister. Uh, That's God telling me to pray for somebody uh, across the street. Uh, That's God telling me to pray uh, for my coworker. God is calling us uh, to another dimension uh, of prayer. That's it. I'ma build from here. You feel it? I've seen it, God showed it to me. We're about to have services where our pre-service prayer wrecks the entire thing. Come on. That doesn't happen from us not being in pre-service prayer. It doesn't happen from us just getting there 10 minutes before pre-service prayer is over. But it comes from a revelation that God gives the increase. uh, And God's going to water the soil. uh, And God's going to use the spirit of me. uh, God's going to use the Holy Ghost. uh, God's going to use my anointing. Why? Because God can do more in me at the altar than he can do in my flesh. Prayer. That's the word. Prayer. Prayer. Come on, I'm not talking about just a patty cake prayer. I'm not talking about oh God, you see my needs. I'm telling you, God told me if you would stop praying for yourself and you'd stop praying for revival, the the by the byproduct of your prayer will be unprecedented blessings in your ministry. There'll be unprecedented blessing in your family. You need a healing? Find an altar and intercede. You need something to break in your life? Go on a fast for somebody. God, help us uh, to reach uh, the lost. What are you talking about, preacher? John 7 and 38 says, He that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly... shall flow the rivers of living. You may think I'm making this up. You may think that I got this. I'm telling you, God is speaking uh, to this house right now. Uh, You know where the next level of revival is coming from? Uh, It's from tears saturating an altar. Uh, You know how the balcony is going to be filled? Uh, Through the altar. You know how your family is going to be saved? Uh, Through the altar. He said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. John 4 and 14, the woman in Samaria, but whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give, him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give shall be in him a well of water springing up. Come on, you you gotta get on board with what I'm preaching right now. Come on. There is a prophetic role of this church that God is trying to open up the gates, uh, the floodgates of revival that will shatter this city, uh, that will that will rebuke the devourer, Uh, but it's gonna take me uh, and it's gonna take you. uh, It's gonna take some lost people. They get the revelation uh, that I'm not just broken for no reason, uh, but God can use me. Uh, I may be an ex-addict, but I've got a prayer life. Uh, I may be damaged goods, uh, but I've got anointing. I may be washed up and abandoned, but God can use me. You know why I love this scripture about Samaria? God didn't prophesy this and tell this lady. He didn't tell this to the Pharisee. There's people under the sound of my voice. The advers- adversary said, You can't speak to your God like that because you're broken. Look at them scars on your wrist. You shut your mouth. You keep that prayer silent. I know what you did. You know what God told her? I know everything about you. I know the secrets you don't want nobody to know. I know the stuff you're keeping hidden. I know what's written in your journal. I know where you keep the airplane tickets. I know where your running shoes are whenever they're going to mischief. I know everything that's about you, but let me tell you there's something that I can give you. There's a river of everlasting life that if you trust me, if you submit to my will, if you get broken in an altar, I'll do things with you that the adversary said you'd never have dominion over. I'll let you lay hands on the cripple and they'll walk. I'll let you lay hands on the attic and they'll be delivered. I'll let you touch the blind and they'll see I'm talking about the the woman in Samaria I'm talking about the release of revival come on there's a well that springs up I'm trying to hurry but I got to get this out God's going to use the broken now I'm about to go to work I got my work clothes on I'm about to work okay Ezekiel 47, the Bible talks about the river of the sanctuary. Oh, it's just a coincidence, Brother Stewart. You put together a few good points. That's real great. Can I tell you, I'm not that smart. Come on, I I can't do this on my own. I'm telling you, God's got a divine purpose for this church. Uh, You may not hear it from me, but God may send somebody else. Uh, I'm telling you, you are feared uh, in hell. Uh, The devils know your name. Uh, The devils know your anointing. Uh, He's praying that you won't pray. Uh, He's begging you not to get out of bed uh, and travail. Uh, He don't want you to know uh, what he knows about you. (laughs) Ezekiel 47 is called the river of the sanctuary. Afterward, he brought me again unto the door of the house, translated to sanctuary or tabernacle. He brought me to the door of the house, and behold, remember about the vision about the water filling the house. I see every time I hear a Bishop in my mind, there's something special about from the porch to the altar. There's something special about from the porch to the altar there's something special about from the porch to the altar it's not in my house it's not in my living room it's not in my there's something special can I tell you church waters issued out from under the threshold of the house yeshatah yes, yes, under the threshold of the house that word waters Joel 3:18 that word waters when the well that's springing up inside of us to pray, to intercede, and we water this altar to the point to where it's flowing out of this tabernacle. Well, what water are you talking about, preacher? Joel 3.18. Shall come to pass in that day that the mountain shall drop down new wine, and the hills shall flow with milk in all the rivers of Judah shall flow with waters, and a fountain shall come forth by the house of the Lord. I, I'm not, I didn't bring you some fancy sermon. I'm telling you that you are right where you're supposed to be. You're right in the will of God. God didn't get it wrong. It wasn't a mistake. God's calling this house to a moment of unprecedented prayer. Come on, he's talking about that Water. Revelation twenty-two and one, it's in the same context. This word water is in Ezekiel, is referring to Joel three and eighteen and Revelation twenty-two and nine. Again, the word water from issuing from under the threshold of the house. It's this same river, the pure river. Come on, God's speaking to us, church. Come on, God, God's trying to tell us something. Come on, we've been praying, God. How do we feel these rafters? God, how do I reach my brother-in-law? God, how do I reach my mother? God, how do I reach my city? Let me make it easy for you. It comes in an old-fashioned prayer room. And let me tell you something. You don't need to be second or third generation Pentecost. You just need to be broken before God. God can use you just the way you are, full of the brokenness, full of the defects, full of the issues that are in you. I'm hurrying. Verse 2, says, Then brought me out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the utter gate of the way that looketh eastward. Behold, there ran out waters on the right side. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits. He brought me through the waters. They were ankle deep. It may seem to you like maybe we have a couple good months and then a couple good months, And that that maybe we're fabricating this in our own flesh. Can I tell you that God is trusting this house with revival? I want to admonish you. (laughs) that when we got sinners in the altar that are broken on a Sunday morning, we're not having to pull saints off the pew and say, hey, uh, do you remember what it was like to be battling suicide? Uh, do you remember what it was like to have needle marks uh, fresh in your arm from a Saturday night uh, because you can't feel nothing? God can use us. Uh, God is trusting uh, this house uh, with revival. Uh, and right now, uh, it may be to the ankles. Uh, it may be to the knees. Uh, it may be to the loins. Uh, but there is a river that's coming uh, that we can't swim in. come on God 's trusting us. So he says, there was water to the ankles, and again he measured a thousand, brought me through the waters, and waters were to the knees. Come on, it's getting deeper. Ooh. Yasha, come on, we prayed for this. Ooh. I don't know about you, but I prayed for revival. I'm not shocked when God brings the sinner that's broken through the back doors. I've been praying for it. I'm not surprised when the sinner comes in and you look surprised. I know that God is leading people to this house. He says, again, He measured a thousand and brought me through the waters. They were to the waist, the loins afterward he measured a thousand and it was a river that I could not pass over for the waters were risen waters to swim in a river that could not be passed over revival is incremental God will only trust us what we're good stewards of I said God will only trust us with what we're good stewards of come on we've all had bad days Come on, we've all had tired days where we come into church, but can I tell you, you've got the strength inside of you with the Holy Ghost uh, that when somebody gets broken in this altar, I've got the strength to muster myself up uh, off of a pew uh, and go tell somebody uh, God can still do it. Uh, God can still deliver. Uh, God can still heal. notice the progression that as the water gets deeper the flesh has less and less control over the manipulation of self will that as God trusts us in ankle deep water he'll allow us to believe that the guitar player is what did it or a certain preacher did it or a certain singer did it come on it's our flesh and we'll believe God will say okay I'm going to trust you with this level. What God's telling us is the deeper it gets, the more I'm going to reveal to you that I bring the increase, that I'm the one that brings the harvest, uh, that I'm the one that pours it out. uh, And the, the further that the water goes up our body, this is what's pivotal. We have to know that when the current is shifting us, not to fight the current. Come on, that when the pouring comes, Bishop tells us, hey, we're gonna do something a little different over here. The methodology methodology changed a little bit here. What is he doing? Come on, he—he is—he's—he's he's discerning a shift uh, in the supernatural. He's oh, that's just—that's just bishop. That's just—that's first lady telling us that we gotta pray more. That's somebody telling us we need to get more consecrated. I'm telling you, what they're sensing uh, is a shift uh, in the current. Uh, and there's only so long that you can fight uh, the current. Uh, but there's got to be a place in your walk with God uh, that says, God, uh, where you lead me, uh, I'll follow. Uh, if you pull me off a pew uh, to pray with a stranger. Uh, I want to pray for him. God, if you speak a word to me, I'll follow. We getting there? Hold on. There's only so much you can do as the water rises. As we touch earth, the less we touch earth, and the more we get in tune with God, the less direction we need from this world. Come on. Oh, I know that went went bad. Let me tell you. The, more, the deeper we get with God, the more I'm going to have to, Bishop, I want to be right. Come on, I don't want to start confusion. I don't want to be a part of strife. Why? Because when the current starts flowing and you mess up somebody's walk with God, it's not so easy for Bishop just to walk over there and pick them up. What you just do, you kicked them in the middle of a current that nobody can swim in. You're pushing people off the ledge and watching them float by. God, give us a spirit of empathy. God, let us help our brother and sister. God, let us get rid of the junk in our hearts that we would separate us from revival. I'm hurrying. The unpassable river. There's no control. The things that you can't control. You know what God spoke to me? I'm just going to talk about this. He said... There's people in this house. The adversary, I saw it one night standing over there. You know the leeks and the onions of Egypt? God showed that to me. I said, God, what does that mean? He said, Oh, nothing. There's people that I've delivered. They're standing in the midst of the Red Sea, and the adversary's reminding them of what they used to do and what they used to have. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost? You smell the scent of a cigarette, and it took you back to a barroom. And all of a sudden, you started getting a shake because you didn't know what it really felt. I wonder, oh, that scent. Come on, there's something about the smell of sin from Egypt. There's just something about, uh, come on. I'm telling you, there's an intoxication uh, that the adversary will bring before you. You're thinking about alcohol. Uh, you're thinking about the beer that you used to get drunk on. Uh, there's liquor. There's things from Egypt uh, that God delivered you from. And you're standing in the midst of the Red Sea. I have a word. I'm not a. I'm not pessimistic. I'm just gonna tell you what God told me. You hang around in that river bottom too long. After God's delivered you, I said the water's coming. Okay, I said the water's coming. You can either follow the man of God and get to safety. Come on, you can either follow your leadership and be saved. You can either get behind what God's doing. But if you want to sit in the bottom of a river and think about the sins of yesterday and entertain the adversary, I'm telling you there's a river that's coming. And you ain't strong enough to walk out of it. I keep hearing this. There is a woman sitting at a desk getting counseling. It was just a shadow. It lets me know there's more than one. First lady, my husband, I don't know what's wrong. He don't love me. Come on, there's something wrong with me. I don't know what's wrong. and first lady, it's me. Come on, I'm just not feeling the same no more. Come on. Well, what's happening, First lady? I feel the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling somebody, you've been entertaining the voice of the adversary you've been trying to figure out what's going on in my life and I'll just go talk to everybody about it I'll see I'll see what her opinion is and I'll check his opinion can I tell somebody God's bringing people to an altar to get all their junk all their problems no there ain't nothing wrong with you you're listening to the adversary there ain't nothing wrong with your marriage you need to claim victory over your marriage you need to walk in your house with a bottle of oil and say God I'm claiming dominion over my household my husband may be upset but the adversary you're not taking my family you're not taking my wife i'm walking with god who i feel that Yeah, the leeks and the onions yeah i remember the scent of those black and mild. come on that's i'm not picking on them but i'm telling you the adversaries let it come as a vapor under your nose to remind you, hey, you, you remember what that smelled like, huh? Come on, you you remember what it was? Come on, you remember them nights where people would make you feel loved, and it may have only been for a moment, but, oh, it felt so good. I'm telling somebody, you stay and you listen to the adversary long enough in the bottom of that river. Come on, there's a river coming that you can't swim in. I'm telling somebody tonight, you need to bury your face in an altar and say, I'm consecrating my life to God. God, you delivered me from those things. God, you took it from my life. I'm going to have a testimony. I'm not going to live like that no more. I'm not going to depend on Satan's vices. There's a river coming. know what he says why why are we going through this come on bishop if we're living right why are we going through the trials come on if we got the holy ghost and i got favor and dominion why is the adversary bringing up the smell of my yesterday oh i'm gonna preach to you right now hebrews 12 and 27 you know what god's telling us When God puts his shovel in there and that flow starts to come through. And this word yet once more signifies the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. I'm not here to discourage nobody. What I do want to tell you is at this altar call, you need to drive a stake that says I don't care how bad it gets I don't care how bad the flow of the water is I don't care what the devil reminds me of I'm going to have white knuckles holding on to this altar devil you didn't bring me out of my mess and you can't take me from my blessing I'm claiming my victory I'm walking in dominion you can't remove me from my house of God Hebrews 12 and 4 through 6. Come on, there's a flow. You may thought it's just, oh, it's just a bad couple days. It's just a spirit in my heart. I'm telling you, God has busted open the floodgates to this city for us. That may not excite you, but that gives me perspective. Uh, that greater is he that is in me than he that's in the world. I know that if the flow is coming against me, if there's turbulence and there's fear and there's dominion with the adversary, I know that in time, God is entrusting us with the next level of revival. I want to tell somebody, I know you've been fighting. I know you're resisting. This convicted me. Oh, yeah, because I could hear those voices in counseling saying, I tried to pray. I tried to pray, and I did what you told me to do, but it didn't help. What a slap in the face to the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah, because he can deliver everybody under the sun, but he can't fix our spirit of offense. Oh, because he can deliver the addicted. He can deliver the bound, but he can't deliver my brother from the offense in my heart. So I thought to myself, God asked me, how hard have you fought? I said, I fought pretty hard. I'm resisting pretty good. Ye have not yet resisted unto blood. I, I'm telling somebody I'm trying to run the devil off of you. I'm always going to be this way. No, that's just part of my family sin. you don't, no that's just my family sin. No, we always dealt with that. I'm gonna get you know I'm better than my daddy was, so that's something right? Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. Come on, I'm not as bad as he was. Have you resisted under blood? Come on, have you laid yourself on an altar and said, God, uh, even through my flesh, uh, I want to be right with you. Uh, if I've got to circumcise my heart, uh, if I've got to carve off uh, a pound of flesh, uh, God, I want to be close to you. I promise I'm going somewhere. I'm getting to it. Bible says, Ezekiel 47 and 7. about to help somebody in the Holy Ghost and myself. Now, when I had returned, let me refresh you. He brought him through the waters. The prophet went through the waters, ankle, knee, loins, and he brings him back in the midst of revival, okay? Behold, at the bank of the river, Were very many trees. I'm about to wreck somebody. I feel it. There were very many trees on the one side and on the other. You know what translation that they're talking about in the Hebrew about trees? Can you go to Jeremiah 17 and 7? Bishop, in the midst of revival, he returns to the bank and there's trees there. The the trees weren't there before. That went over somebody's head. What trees? Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is, verse 8. For he shall be as a tree. Oh, it's quiet come on, come on, yeah for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters that Ruth spreaded out her roots by the river can I tell you it's no I'll be, I'm gonna be honest with you I'm I'm struggling to see God's handiwork but I'm not supposed to know it all but I can tell you that there is a river that's flowing from heaven to earth the church is in the middle of it and when the prophet was walking through the fields and he said it's at my ankles it's at my knees it's at my waist and when I returned to the bank there's trees you didn't get planted here for just no reason there's a divine orchestration that in the midst of revival God called you to this moment for this time God don't make mistakes you may not understand it but God doesn't make mistakes go to the next verse because I, I have heard this I've heard that preached and I'm on board with it man I want to be like a tree planted coincidentally enough this, this scripture gets left off and it should be read in, right behind it Because when somebody is planted that is not from their origin, what's the Bible telling us? That the heart is deceitful. That might be just for me. God planted me. And I tell you, God has a master plan. God is a God of organization. God God is 10 steps ahead. God's not guessing where you should be. God knows exactly where you need to be. What you need to do is say that, God, if you planted here, I'm not going to trust my heart. God, if you planted me in this spot, I'm not going to listen to my own wisdom. God, my heart is deceitful. What's the devil trying to tell us? He hates trees that get planted. He hates trees that get planted. I'm about to reveal it to you in just a minute. I know I'm going a little odd. I just want to tell you. The devil hates trees that get planted. Yeah. He planted me here. The first indication that God planted you. Has your heart been deceitful? Oh, I'll just raise my hand. It'll just be me. Did your heart deceive you? Did the adversary try to sell you a bill of lies? I'm trying to help somebody in the Holy Ghost. You're not here by mistake. God has a master plan for you in your ministry. God has a master plan for your anointing. You're not planted in just any old river. God's trying to commit something from the heavens to the earth in the city of Fort Myers with not just any ordinary trees says, I looked up when he brought me to the bank, there was trees. They weren't there before. Some people, oh, well, God made them grow real quick. No, they were were matured. They were planted. They had purpose. Then he said unto me, these waters issued out toward the east country and go down into the desert and go into the sea which being brought forth into the sea the waters shall be healed shall come to pass that everything that liveth with moveth whithersoever the river shall come shall live and there shall be a great multitude of fish I ain't got time to preach all this because these waters shall come thither for they shall be healed and everything shall live whither the river cometh let me preach this verse 10 verse 10 shall come to pass that the fishers shall stand upon it from en even unto en That translates where they're standing at, where the nets are casted. I'm going to preach that in a second. That translates in is the fountain of the kid goat. In eglim the fountain of the calves. Can I tell you that where we are planted at and where our nets are stationed is between one fountain of sacrifice and between another fountain of sacrifice. It's not rocket science. I'm trying to tell you if you would get in the Holy Ghost and trust God, if you would get broken before the Holy Ghost, God would tell you where the river's about to turn. God will tell you what direction he's about to shift. God will tell you where to put your nets. He says, they shall be a place to spread forth nets. Their fish shall be according to their kinds. Can I just tell you? I felt this in the Holy Ghost. Unless you've ever held a net that's got something of value in it, you don't know how exhausting that can be. The physical pull of holding something that has value. Come on, the exhaustion that it takes to save something into a net that is going to meet its end. Come on, the Rock Church. God's calling us. It's not time for us to lay down. It's not time for us to get on our pews. It's not time for us to get weak. Uh, I know the adversary's been troubling your mind. Uh, He's been troubling your spirit. Uh, But God's got a purpose uh, on the banks uh, of the river. God's bringing an outpouring. Uh, God's bringing a multitude of fish. uh, And he's calling people. uh, Who's going to help me? Uh, Who's going to mend the nets? Uh, Who's going to hold my hand? As they come to the music, I'm closing. God is bringing a river. This church is in the midst of unprecedented revival. You've heard that numerous times. What I'm telling you tonight in the Holy Ghost, there is a level of prayer that God is calling us to. It's it's not just me telling you that. You go back and watch all these services. There is, a, there, is a, there is a fabric that God is trying to weave in this church. And he's telling people, if my people will pray. Come on, if my people will pray. If my people will consecrate themselves, I'll bring the rain. If my people will pray and intercede, I will bring the harvest. I want to open this altar up. Brother JJ, the band. I want everybody to to get in your mind. Not who the adversary has been telling you who you are. But who God has called you to be. Come on, there's a river. There's a river that's flowing. Come on, this house is in it. God is planting trees along the banks you're not here for just any old reason just for any old purpose but God is calling his people how do you withstand the flow? how do you withstand it? I'm so proud of us as a church if you don't get out you really don't know this Almost every other service, the schedule's just mutilated. What's happening when Bishop says, just flow? What's happening when Bishop says, just flow? Just let it, you know what he's scared of? He's lifting himself up. He says, God, carry me. God, if you're wanting to heal right now, just, I'll let you, God, come on, does anybody in the house feel that? God, if you want me to pray, come on, in the midst of my storm, I'll pray. God, uh, if you're leading me to repentance, God, I'll repent. Uh, God, if I didn't do anything wrong, uh, I'll apologize. Why? Because I want to be sensitive to what the Holy Ghost is moving me to do. I'm closing with this. And I'm coming to pray. I was very cautious. I wasn't going to preach this, but God spoke to me before service. There's something supernatural here. A few weeks ago, Bishop King was here. Bishop was up here closing the service, or he didn't even get to preach. I was standing right here. God spoke to me. I felt like Bishop was gonna hand me the mic. It was God's voice was so loud. He said, Tell my people that I have sent Michael, my angel, to deliver them of their adversaries and to shield them from the hand of the enemy. Bishop, I didn't even think of what I didn't know is several hours later there'd be a man with a gun in the middle of a road and what I thought was a word to God's people and it probably was God, God was telling me before it ever happened you see because I studied the back of that vehicle. The man was five foot nine. To his shoulder it would have been four foot nine. The placement of those three shots in the back windshield. I've studied ballistics. I hadn't even told Bishop this yet. There was a bullet that went through the door a metal door went through plastic and it lodged itself into the console, blew through it and went and stuck into the seat. There was three bullet holes in the back glass that by my determination, they should have all three went into my daughter. Two of the bullets we never found, but one bullet was perfectly mushroomed on the back seat. You may not believe in this stuff, but in the midst of all my turmoil and my anger and my flesh, I was awoke and I woke in my bed and I asked why I said hey, the night that it happened, was that the night that Bishop was up there and Bishop came she says, Yeah. And it broke me. Because the devil can only go so far. And I told you that tonight, that God had his angel. You ain't got to believe this. God shielded. Come on. The adversary, God, will let you hear the the glass shatter. Come on, here, let you hear the metal peel back. He'll let the scent of destruction come into your nostrils. But when it comes time for it, God said, I'm drawing
0: a line.
1: Devil, you can't go any further. There's people under the sound of my voice. I wasn't going to tell this, but God told me. God has sent angels into this house. Bishop, when God told me that at the altar, if you remember, I started watching the hand of the Lord start touching people in that altar call, and they would crumble. The weight of God's glory repairing their their, their psyche. God just repairing a, every bit of destruction that was in them. God's, God was rebuking the adversary in the midst of the altar. Yeah. I'm getting out of the way. I want to tell you this. God has sent some angels of deliverance into this house tonight. You could be 10 miles away from here right now in your mind. But if you're tired, if you're tired of being stuck and walking around the same city and the same walls and the voice of the adversary torturing you, hear it from somebody that don't really talk to a lot of people. You'll get the answer that you need in this altar, not from the people that are sitting beside you. I really do, my heart's broken right now because I know that you value the opinion of your brother more than the, than the opinion of God. Come on, and you, you, you've circled the same city with the same issues in your marriage. The same issued in your mind. Come on, it's over and it's over and you battle the same thing. I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, there's an angel of the Lord that is in this house. And if you want to be made whole tonight, if you want to plug into the flow of revival, if you need God to move miraculously, if you need God to heal you, come to this altar. come to this altar come on God's calling us God I know I'm long I'm telling you God wants us to get lost in his spirit right now come on I know it's Tuesday night I know we got work I know there's all these things you know what God's doing God's testing the waters of revival Come on, is it outside my schedule? Is it outside my prayer time? I, I'm tired in my body. Is anybody desperate to, in the house to be delivered? Is anybody desperate to, for God to move in the miraculous? Come on, if you touch, you touch God tonight, I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, you're not dealing with those same voices when you leave this place. Come on, if you get broken before God, come on, let's start watering this altar. Come on. I don't want us, I don't want us praying for everybody else. I want us each to find an altar with God right now. Come on, sometimes our nature is to go find some people to pray with. Right now, God's telling us, uh, I want you to water the altar. I'm about to release a flood outside of this tabernacle. I'm about to release some prayers uh, that your flesh can't do. Uh, I'm about to open the floodgates. Pray, church.